Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve on the high road, Olivas, and he is James suffering through mediocrity, Breakwell. And James... I'm in the conference room of a swanky Nashville hotel right now. <laughs> the girl at the front desk, I said, do you mind if I use the conference room for about a half an hour? And she said, well, I don't care. And I said, good, because it's already unlocked. <laughs> You're going to get yourself arrested one of these days, and I am not going to bail you out. You are on your own. <laughs> But uh, you've had some adventures in the time since we've last sat down together. Let me get to that in a second and just have you introduce what the topic today is going to be. It is Thanksgiving themed, at least if you eat mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Yeah, this one, this is a good one. This is going to be an intense one. Macaroni and cheese versus shells and cheese. Which is better? Yeah. And it has torn our house apart, I know. It is. But... Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, had nothing, I had nothing of value to add there. I don't know why I acted like I did. Just continue with your rant. No, I rarely do. But as long as you invited me. No, my rant is about you, actually. What? And uh, some, some of the things that you have brought to the table this week. Because you've gone on the press junket. I have. And you had a book signing, and you had people rave about me in our show. And so I just wanted to open the door and lay the red carpet out for you to explain to the people how awesome we, vis-a-vis me, are. I don't know if rave about you is the right phrase. Maybe mention in <laughs> passing. I was trying to pull it up because there was one there was one comment in particular that I felt deserved to be to be mentioned here. Uh, so there was somebody on uh, this is my favorite. So I so I didn't have a book signing, and two or three people mentioned that they, they listened to the podcast, which in addition to the one person I bumped into randomly that one day, is now four people I've met in real life who listen to the podcast, which just blows my mind. I'm pretty sure we've now met every actual listener of this podcast. Oh, sure. Personally, I personally shake in their hands. But this this one takes the cake. This person got in touch with me on Instagram. Uh, and it's from BRKN Poet. And she says, for what it's worth, I was also disappointed that you guys had to skip a week. Uh, but I follow Steve on Twitter and totally understand. So, okay, she doesn't have the best judgment. We'll just lay that out there now. What? I'd been I'd been saving the episodes so I'd have something fun to listen to while in labor. As it turns out, my little guy was born November 6th, the day of your book launch, and it was such a fast delivery, the wrong and wronger birth plan kind of went out the window. <laughs> so, so just, I, that's a lot to unpack there, but like, we need to trademark the wrong and wronger birth plan. Like, this could be a thing. Like, our podcast is so terrible, your, bo- your baby will like flee your body to get away from it. It's just, we, there's medical science behind this. This was almost tested in real life. Well, I know that when women are trying to induce labor, they're told to do things like go for a walk. And I think laughter might be one of those things that unlocks <laughs> the key to quick and painless delivery. We could be the answer, James. I Next, we're going to cure cancer. I don't think she was laughing her way into delivery. I really don't think that's the reaction <laughs> she's getting from us. But I do appreciate your optimism. But uh, but but to, but to you, uh, listener on Instagram, I am very grateful for the sake of your baby that you did not pursue the wrong and wronger birth plan. I don't want 
to be involved in any medical liability suits there. So maybe next time. Who knows? Well, she did have a son. And so I'm curious if she named it James Stephen or Stephen James. Hmm. Stephen better not be in there at all. I mean, she doesn't want to curse that kid. Why would she do that? There's so much baggage with that name. James is a good, proud, strong name. The name of logic. The name of winning arguments. <laughs> and then there's Steve. Oh, yeah. Good counterpoint. Good counterpoint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I also wanted to mention, and I want to get back to your book signing, but we had a listener tweet a picture of a Guam quarter. And Whoa. apparently people have been on the lookout for these things, and they tend to be rare. So really? the fact that I still have our Guam quarter is a testimony to just how awesome I am. That's how awesome your tape is after you had to use packing tape to tape it to your phone. <laughs> you had so little self-control to not lose it or spend it in a vending machine for some M&Ms. Well, explain to people what you have to do when you launch a book. Just give me one minute on that because it's fascinating just to be texting with you through all this. Oh, you have to whore yourself out on every platform ever created. So, like, people think it was bad that I mentioned my book, like, every three seconds on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. That's nothing compared to, like, the media circuit. Like, everybody I've ever had contact with who's in any way involved with the media. I'm like, hey, can I call in every non-existent favor I've ever had? And I just show up places. I've been on TV news all over the place. I've been in newspapers I used to work at. I've been, I have all kinds of websites that barely know I exist. I'm just popping up all over the place. And they are going to be so glad when this promotional period is over. Uh, and I finally quiet for a few months until the next book comes out. And then they'll hate me all over again. It's just, it's, it's a never ending hamster wheel, Steve. It just keeps on going. <laughs> Never ending, but it's got to be fun when you are, have a little bit of time to take a breath and reflect on what you've all it, done in the last well, month. Yeah, it's fun because you make money from it. And also, I actually met some real-life fans the other day, which was crazy. There's, there were a couple people who drove an hour and a half to see me, which is, you know, one, props to them for having terrible judgment. I, I'm not responsible for how they spend their free time. <laughs> But yeah, they drove there to see me. It's kind of, it's kind of humbling. It's like, I, I have nothing to offer you. I, I feel like you wasted your trip, but they did get a couple signed books for their trouble, so there's that. One person actually bought me a book, which was crazy. Were, we were talking about children's books. There was a children's book I hadn't read, and they're like, well, I'll buy it for you. It's like, okay, I, I'm selling books. I'm getting books as wow. gifts. It's a crazy world out there. You should have said, I've never owned a Mercedes. I should have. I shot too low. I'll know better next time. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm glad you have cordoned off a little bit of time this evening to spend with me because I just languish in obscurity over here and wait for the morsels that you cast aside. And I will pick them up and gobble them down. You have no idea how much it hurt me every time somebody mentioned your name. It's like, oh no, he's gaining attention. What have I done? Well, that's... Uh, that's my compliment to you. And I can tell, based on the running head start you've had toward me, this is going to be a compliment that I'm going to be able to hang my hat on. I would like to compliment you for almost not being homeless. I followed your updates reluctantly on Twitter, and I can see that the vagabond lifestyle wasn't quite for you. You got kicked out of the refrigerator box. You're no longer in the dumpster, and it looks like now you've moved into the Steve Olivas Mansion 2.0. So uh, I cannot wait for my Ooh. Skype tour of your, of your giant facilities, your huge empty houses you kick James. out your children. James, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm in a hotel. I'm, well, I'm in... You are I'm now home too sweet. But yeah. I thought I thought I saw a picture of like your office. Is that I, are you not getting things finalized? Was I completely misled? Oh. Do I do I need to retract my compliment? 
No, James, I got, not only did we sell our house, I got kicked out of my office. I had to move offices across town, too. James, my life has been a whirlwind of crap for the last two months. Just to clarify, then, you're not in the house yet. Oh, no, no, no. We've actually never been further from being in the house. My wife is looking for monthly corporate housing so that we can get into a house for like a 30-day contract instead of paying Hilton every night. I thought you were like right on the cusp. Well, I have just opened up a gaping, painful wound. I have done the opposite of compliment. You like, I knew that you were physically in a conference room illegally tonight, but I thought that was temporary. I thought, I thought like your stuff was being moved into the house as we speak. But I can see now that I, I don't know. I don't know what I've stumbled into. But I'm gonna slowly back out. Compliment retracted. I have no compliment for you this week, Steve. You know, strangely, that actually feels better. <laughs> This, ladies and gentlemen, is why I cry in my car. I just sit in the garage with the engine running after doing these shows and taping them with Breakwell. You don't have a garage, Steve. <laughs> I got a little something for you right here, but I'm not going to hold it up in front of the camera. Oh, actually, I, I, have, a, I have a follow-up compliment that I'm not going to retract. Oh, that's great. Okay. That first one was awesome. So Let's <laughs> see if I can take this one back or not. So here's the thing. Steve wears these awful, stupid Goodwill hats every week, and you think it's a bit. <laughs> but here's the deal. Right after this podcast, we record 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and we do it on video, but I only use the audio. And when he sends that video through, video that no one on earth but me will see, he's still wearing that stupid hat. It does not come <laughs> off. It is part of his being. He is so committed. This is him. James, I love this hat. I've been looking for one of these for years. I paid full price at Goodwill for this thing. I didn't even get it on the 99 cent sale today. And you love it so much, you will have a completely different hat next week, and we will never see you in this hat again. I bought two. Oh, oh great. <laughs> <laughs> and I have you in mind. Why are you on my mind as much as you are? That's the question that we need to ask. You're the psychologist. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> I don't know any good ones. Anyway... As per usual, we've hit the 10-minute mark and accomplished nothing by way of whether shells or elbow macaroni is the best. But I shall flip the Guam quarter of fate, and we will determine who gets which side. What are the sides of the coin represent All right. for you? Heads up, I am mac- elbow macaroni. Tails up, I am shells and cheese. All right. Heads is elbows. It is up, it is down, and it is heads. You have elbow macaroni. Thank goodness, because I have the macaroni of the people. If you were to compare side-by-side sales of macaroni and cheese to shells and cheese, I bet macaroni outnumbers it 1,000 to 1, at least, easily. Kids don't say, hey, can I have shells and cheese tonight? They say, can I have macaroni and cheese tonight? It is a staple of the childhood diet, and it sticks with you as you grow up. It is the eternal comfort food. Shells and cheese is the food of snobs in denial. Like, I can't, I can't eat, eat macaroni like the masses. I have to eat shells and cheese to be fancy. It comes with that Velveeta stuff in the packet rather than the powder. Yes! It's ridiculously oh, you know it. pretentious. And it takes like twice as long to cook, which is insane. I want what? my macaroni now. Well, I know you don't cook for yourself. When, when you do have a house, you have a chef and an entire staff. But for those of us out here with the commoners, you know, cooking like a real human being. Yeah, craft macaroni and cheese after you get the water boiling seven and a half minutes in and out and those children are fed and they are happy it is a lifesaver shells and cheese are a sad joke and elitist affront to the rest of us what can you possibly say in their defense 
James, my chef is named Billy, and he works at Taco Bell. <laughs> and I don't know which part of Mexico he comes out of, but it was the northern, northern part that says y'all. It's a very strange thing. But you've got to be able to move ahead in life, James. Do you like painless dentistry, or would you rather have your teeth extracted by a pair of pliers in the town square? Like, the invention of Novocaine has made things so much smoother, and actually the twilight sleep with a little bit of Valium allows you to wake up while the dentist is handing you to the wrong wife. That's a story I'll say for another day. But the shells being innovative are the thing to do now. It's the thing of the future and the thing of the now. Somebody came up with this great idea, and I don't know if they won a Nobel Prize, but they were probably nominated several years in a row because those shells, what they do, Breakwell, is they hold on to the cheese. And the one complaint I have with the elbow macaroni is if you don't get that, that disgusting orange cheese powder, dehydrated cheese, I don't know why you hate cheese, but that's another story for another day also they take that delectable liquidy Velveeta cheese and they hang on to it they have those cups and the cups like welcoming manna from heaven allow it to just drizzle in there and go into your mouth and the shells the the pasta is a little thicker like you can get with a spoon a good mouthful of that stuff and it's something to bite down onto and you know how I love to bite anyway it's not watery it's nice and thick you don't have to worry about the wrong proportion of milk and water with the noodles. It's all pre-done for you. And if there's one thing I know about you, Breakwell, it's that you want to make your life as easy as possible. And for that reason, you got to go shells. I'm going to end this debate with one key question. So in the oh, most no. disturbing video ever created on the internet, <laughs> in which you, Steve Olivas, imitated Harry Met Sally and faked an orgasm, what food were you eating? Was it shells and cheese or elbow and macaroni and cheese? Which one, which one was it that gave you this ridiculous fake pleasure? James. Which please. one? Answer the question. I am a man of decency. <laughs> when I'm not wearing pants, I remain seated during the podcast. Do you understand? These are the standards that I set for myself. And for you to think that's what I was doing, I am, I am disturbed what, what at a level... Actually, you know, you're sidetracked. I don't care what you were doing. What were you eating? That's the question. <laughs> Which one were you eating? James, I had to eat whatever Mrs. Steve put in front of me. And you wouldn't believe the argument we broke into after that scene. <laughs> the answer is elbow macaroni. The, 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 the prosecution rests. <laughs> you... uh, Mrs. Steve has never been more proud than to have participated in that video with me. Yeah, so anyway, I guess I'm not going to rest my argument there. But the point is, you went straight to macaroni and cheese. Adults can eat this. Shells and cheese are like the fake-out pseudo-marketing to people who think they're too mature for kids' foods. That's all it is. Like, oh, you're in your 30s now, and you're an adult, and you got your first place. You think you need to act like a grown-up. Well, you don't have to buy these baby macaroni and cheese boxes. You can buy the big, manly shells and cheese boxes. It's the same pasta in a different shape with inferior cheese. It takes longer to cook, and it does not taste as good. The bottom line is that powdery cheese is the stuff that dreams are made of. There's a reason they sell a billion boxes of it every minute. And and you can tell, like, even you have to get the name brand stuff. Like, there's such a difference between the official stuff and the other official stuff because it's such an iconic, memorable taste. And your mouth is probably watering right now, but nobody's mouths water for shells and cheese. It is a pretentious garbage food, and only fools eat it. And now I really will rest my case. <laughs> James, you ever seen a three-year-old eat? Yes, a few times. I happen to have a three-year-old. 
I understand that. And uh, when it comes to pinpoint accuracy, getting food from dish to mouth, what's your kid's batting average on that? Pretty good. They they're kind of uh, they're kind of like vacuum cleaners at this point. They they will suck it down. <laughs> Only not for every food. There's some food they won't touch for entire days. Um, they're kind of indifferent to shells and cheese, but macaroni and cheese they hoover that up and it is gone in a flash with not a noodle <laughs> wasted. All right, if you would just stop making things up for a second and <laughs> listen to speak common only sense. the truth. <laughs> that uh, macaroni and cheese with those little elbow noodles, it is so hard to keep them balanced on a fork or a spoon, and they're watery. They, like, slide off like eels. The shells and cheese, that cheese is kind of viscous, and it holds everything together, and it allows the three-year-old to be able to operate that spoon with a lot more accuracy and get more into their mouths. And if your goal is to make your life as easy as possible, oh, wait a minute, that is your goal. <laughs> Having cleaner food is going to do it. You can't argue my point, I mean, against my point, you know what I'm talking about. I'm getting flustered here. I'm thinking about that macaroni and cheese video again. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine your house, your kids growing up. Dad, can we have Kraft macaroni and cheese? Kids, I got something better for you. Shells and cheese. And then both your children yes. just, just break out in tears, weeping profusely. What a traumatic Jeez. childhood. You can't tell me you have never put too much milk in the concoction and now the elixir comes back and the noodles are like white and the cheese is kind of mealy and white and it doesn't taste cheesy, it tastes milky. You got to get all of the ratios correct and I don't have time for that kind of scientific experiment. Everything is done for you with the Velveeta shells. Just whack them in, whack them <laughs> together and whack them onto the plate. Given the context of that Harry Met Sally video, maybe you shouldn't be talking so much about that verb. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't even, um, I don't even measure with the with the macaroni and cheese anymore. I do it by feel. It's more art than science. I get it all mixed in there, and I just dabble some milk in, and I mix it. If it looks like it needs more, I add more. It is a, it is an experience from cooking to eating to cleaning up. Every stage of macaroni and cheese is a joy, and shells and cheese is a pretentious drudgery. And on that, we need to wrap this up, so I'm going to roll my dice so you can go ahead and lose <laughs> this debate, just like you always do. So if you want to vote for me and Kraft Macaroni and Cheese and America, vote for oh. 95. If you want to vote for Steve's disturbing Harry Met Sally video, vote Why for bring that back? 55. And if you want to throw your vote away with a fake answer, which is completely your choice, you can vote for 10. Hey, who won this week? Well, we all know it was me, obviously. Oh, I don't know that all of us know that. <laughs> well, you should go check the numbers. I won. I won handily. Did you come back and win? Yes. <laughs> I have no idea. I've been promoting a book for the last two weeks. I didn't okay, even check good. the results. Did yeah, you win you last week? Was there some, yes, was there some even, yes. even counting Facebook, I lost? I find that impossible. I don't pay any attention. Who's on Facebook? Nobody's Everybody on who Facebook. matters is on Facebook. They're going out of business. What? So what, what was our debate last week? What did I What did I win that you're saying I lost? I, oh, making your bed. Should you make the bed? Of course I yes. won that. Nobody makes their bed. Nobody. <laughs> oh, my God. Animals don't make their bed. <laughs> anyway, I look forward to defeating you again this week. Go ahead and close us out. <laughs> Well, that is what you tuned in for, and I hope you're satisfied, everyone, that... <laughs> 
there you go. You keep <laughs> wanting us to come back and we keep laying the schlock out for you and you keep gobbling it up just like Shell and Velveeta mac and cheese. <laughs> well, until next week where we will have another scintillating barn burner for you as James the Hootenanny Breakwell and me the Symphonic Olivas get together. But until then, Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and even though I forgot to say it last week, always remember two wrongs can make a right.